0: Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. This is a show where we rewrite your limiting, unhelpful beliefs and recreate your life. Because what you believe is what your future is going to contain. I'm so glad you're back with me today. We are continuing our series on Dating Like a Goddess, and this is installment number five in that series. Before we get started, I want to share something really special with you. In 2012, my book, Resurrecting Venus, was published by Hay House AMI, and it has been a decade. I can hardly believe it. This year, to commemorate, to celebrate, and to update the content of this very important book about embracing your feminine energy to influence and optimize your entire life. I am releasing an updated audio version to reignite the conversation and to give you new perspective on embracing the feminine today in this very, very different and, I dare say, challenging life. Embracing the feminine, embodying the universal mother, embracing your essence and anchoring to the grace, goodness, light, creativity, and feminine power that resides within you is not only more important than ever, but more needed than ever before. So I'm really excited for that. Back to today. This, as I said, is episode five, I believe, in our series on dating. Our first and absolutely foundational, probably most important episode was about nurturing your self-worth and becoming the sexiest woman in the world. And I am not at all, not even a little bit, overselling that. You are that woman. You have that capacity within you. And that episode was all about unlocking it, nurturing it, freeing it, and allowing it to expand and unapologetically owning that aspect of you. If you did not listen to that episode, I encourage you to go back. It's called The Sexiest Woman in the World. Start there. Our second show was about embracing feminine energy to heal your life. Now, as you just heard me talk about resurrecting Venus, I have been at that for about 15 years, and there is no amount of money that you could pay me to go back to life before I made Goddess energy, my ruling energy. Absolutely nothing would make that worth it to me. Life is so much better in the feminine, if that's what appeals to you, and you get to figure that out. So that was the second show, Embracing Your Feminine to Heal Your Life. Our third installment jumped into the practical aspects of circular dating, aka goddess style dating. And Actionable, practical, down-to-earth, real-life, pre-date actions, mindsets, and approaches. Our last show explored and guided you through the inner and outer aspects of a successful first date. Now, I know that it's like, what do you mean? How is there all this, how is there all this structure and all these advices and all this to-do and practical this and behaviors and steps to dating? I know that it sounds like study and discernment and work. And I'm not going to mislead you or play games with you. It is work. It baffles me how women put more thought and discernment into selecting a job or a house, a pet, or even an outfit than they put into selecting a man or a partner. So yes, there's some work to it. And it is worth it because you are worth it. Today, we're going to dive into the red, yellow, and green flags that pop up all the time in our dating experience. And I'm going to give you my insight on how to handle them. I'm really excited for this because I have the privilege, and you may have this privilege too, I don't want to own it all and keep it all to myself. I have the privilege of having walked up to an array of red flags just everywhere, just all around me, and carefully, meticulously taken each one of them down and knitted them into a wedding tent. That (laughs) is what not to do. And this episode is going to help you actually confirm, yes, red is red. And here's what you do about that. And yellow is yellow and here's how to handle that. And thank goddess, green is green. And when you see them, acknowledge them and say yes to that. Before we get started, because I love to talk to you, I want to tell you about something that's really special and cool. It's called Open Mic. Open Mic allows you to leave me audio messages with your feedback and your questions. And I love that, because that gives me all kinds of, material to center on. It lets me know where I'm speaking, what you want to hear, what you'd like to hear more of, and what you're just not so interested in. You can download the mindbodyspirit.fm app. You'll see the option to do this on mindbodyspirit.fm. You can download that app and there's open mic available in that app. And when you send me a message, make sure in the audio you state the message is for. So in this case, that would be me. There are a lot of hosts at this station. So you would just start your message with, hi, this message is for Cynthia Ocelli, and then say whatever you want to say. If your comment or content or question is just too great not to share, I might share it on the air. You can also continue this conversation or initiate this conversation with me on Facebook. At Facebook.com forward slash life blog. And you can keep up with me, connect with me and my personal life, see pictures and kind of have a more informal connection on Instagram. My handle is Cynthia Ocelli. So that's at Cynthia Ocelli, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-O-C-C-E-L-L-I. And please, a special request from me to you. Please help me bring these ideas out into the world. Please write a review on iTunes. Many of you did that for me on my prior podcasts and radio shows, but I'm here now and starting fresh, and I would love your help. Thank you in advance. I love and appreciate you. So before we dive into flags, I want to share that I did receive a question about who pays on the date. Now, I know that we live in a world that, Everything is right for someone, and I wanna remind you that I speak to you from the feminine, from the perspective of a cisgendered woman, me, who decided that the feminine resonates for me, tested it out, verified that it does, and have followed that path and stay on that path. So it's important that I express that so you know that this is not the only path. If anything I say does not resonate with you, it's not for you or small chance you've got some trauma there or a challenge there and it's something to be curious about. Either way, you get to decide what you think is right for you. Having said that, I am a feminine woman who really appreciates a masculine man who's evolved in terms of understanding that I am not property and that I have my own brain, my own ideas, my own will, my own intentions, and I matter as much as he does. That we are equal, but equality is not sameness. I like polarity. I like a masculine man who does the heavy lifting, who shows up, protects, provides, and makes me feel adored Valuable and special. And to me, one of the ways that you make me feel like you are protecting, providing, adoring, and cherishing me is you pick up the tab. Now, that doesn't mean for everything. And that doesn't mean as life goes forward, of course, as life goes forward, sharing expenses, treating each other, doing all kinds of things, everything is fair game, especially if there's a disparity in income. But for the first dates. I am really going to be unhappy if the man who has asked me on a date or who I have chased down and and flirted with to get him to ask me on a date, asks me to pay for the date or pay half of the date, I'm going to do it. And I'm probably not going to see him again. In fact, I am not I don't even need the the probably there. I am not going to see him again because that is something that I value and that is important to me. So, how I would handle that situation, as I just stated, you're there, you've had your beautiful uh, date together, and he, you know, nudges the check your way or says, Do you want to go half on this or whatever? Sure. And that's it. I'm done. I really need. That And in my experience, having dated recently, uh, at least within the last year, uh, several times, I didn't have to confront that at all. But I know that it comes up in some spaces. And I feel like if you're dating someone who's going through a financially difficult time, the idea is to pick a less expensive date and cover it all rather than go on a, nice, a nicer, more expensive date and split it, or have you pick it up. That's just me. I would love your feedback, but I want to empower you, if you agree with that, to adopt that and expect it and not reach for the check and not offer to pay half either. Because sometimes a man doesn't understand when you offer to pay half, he's thinking, oh, here we go, I'm in this, and we got to love these guys. And we have to feel a bit of compassion for men who don't know what to do. Sometimes a man opens the door, and there are women today who say, You know, I can open doors for myself. I'm an equal. And if you're at a dinner and he wants to pay for you, but you say, Let me pay for half, or you put your card in and say, Let's split this, you're indicating to him, or you might be signaling to him based on his impression, that he has to let you pay half because that is going to offend you or upset you or trigger you if you don't get to pay half. So, I would keep my hands to myself. I would let that check sit there and see if he's going to pick it up and let him ask you. And then if I were in your shoes and he said to me, hey, uh, would you like to split this? Sure. And we're done. And I'm on with it because I want generosity. I want someone who protects, provides, cherishes, and is generous to me. And I don't want to fight for that. Something you need to understand in the beginning parts of all relationships, the tempos that are set, the patterns that are set, the ways that are set become the foundation for the future. So what you tolerate, and remember, we don't do the P word round here. We are not into, but he's got such potential. No, we are here. We are present. We deal with what is. We are Realists in this magical, wonderful realm that goddesses get to live in. We do not deny reality. We look at it, we deal with it. And if you're not getting what you want up front, and we'll get into this a little bit more when it comes to yellow flags, there are some things that can go either way. Who pays is not one of them by my measure. And obviously, you think for yourself and you get to decide for you. But again, wanted to empower you, prepare you, and give you the behavior of not reaching and not offering. And in the future, if you decide that you want to treat him, that's fantastic. I am not saying that it should all be about you, the one-way street. I love reciprocity, but we're setting up the dynamic for polarity, sexual polarity, and relationship polarity, and we're going to set that up in the beginning. All right. So let's talk about red, yellow, and green flags. Why does this even matter? I've kind of just stated it, but what you tolerate is what you will get. You will get what you settle for. I have a very popular meme that says that, and I'm certainly not preaching to you because as I stated before, I'm the girl who can walk in and go, Oh, red flags. How beautiful. I'm going to make this gorgeous wedding tent. Let's get on with this. Actually, I am no longer that girl. I have been that girl. And it's important for me that you know that so that you understand that I am not speaking from theory, opinion, or attitude. I'm speaking from experience. All right. So you are going to identify, look out for red flags. You're going to identify what your red flags are so that you can notice them when they come up and you're not going to be unconscious about it or just hope that you recognize them as they show up. There may be some that we don't cover that you sh- that show up and that you know are red flags and brava, sister, I'm happy for you and add them to your list, but it really helps for you to delineate your deal breakers. And it helps that you put yourself first, commit to you, and love yourself enough to know that if one of those red flags comes up, you are out. I do not care how cute he is because you're cuter. I do not care how nice he is because you're nicer. I do not care how special he is because you are more special. You are worth more. And do you know how we earn self trust and self respect? By making choices that adhere to our own values. We become able to trust and rely on ourselves to do the right things, to protect ourselves, to help ourselves have the kind of lives that we actually say we want and advise our friends to have. I cannot tell you how bad it is for your inner being, your inner child, your inner vulnerable self or parts, if you understand parts psychology, To have you know that something isn't right for you, isn't good for you, and do it anyway. That is how you weaken self-trust and ultimately destroy self-respect. So it's important that when these deal breakers come up, you act and end that relationship. And I can tell you that it's so much easier in the beginning and so much harder as time goes by because and we're going to talk about this in depth in the future attachment attachments happen and there's so many ways that people attach so many types of attachment but I can tell you that once you get entrenched with someone who is not right for you it is so much harder than it needed to be so let's let's take down some red flags let's just let's just get them out there, identify what they are in no particular order. And I want you to have your mind open and add your own. And if you are actively dating right now, write these down and commit to yourself. These are deal breakers. They show up. I am out. And I want you to be confident about that. Do not come from lack. Do not come from scarcity. He's, he didn't make the cut. He's not a candidate. That's it. And it's wonderful news because your outcome, your goal is not to get Mr. Right. Your goal is to solve the problem. Your goal is not to manufacture this guy and perceive him and push him into your cookie cutter of what Mr. Wonderful would be. Your goal is to solve the problem of whether this person is a real candidate for you. All right. I'm just going to throw some out, no particular order. If a man is disrespectful to you, that's a red flag. If a man is disrespectful to others, that is a red flag. We all have heard about the man who's disrespectful to the waitress, or the man who's disrespectful to the service worker, or the man who's disrespectful to his mother, to his children. I have one of my best friends, she was uh, dating a guy and she left him baffled because He spanked his daughter and was harsh with her. And she knew, I don't want to be around somebody who can do that. I do not want anything to do with that. I do not want that for my future children. I do not want that for me. I do not want someone who thinks that that's okay. Notice that she did not take on the role of teacher, savior, protector, counselor, corrector, mommy. No, she said, not good for me and done. All right. This is another one, and I know this one is hard to hear because it can feel like you're lacking compassion. I am not here Mm -hmm. to advise you to be Mother Teresa to your mate. I am here to advise you to protect and honor and cherish yourself so that others can protect and honor and cherish you. Someone who has a current addiction or substance abuse problem is waving a red flag. And this is not to say that someone who is in recovery successfully and has done the work and understood their family of origin stuff, understood their trauma, evolved through it and has taken ownership of it, healed and is better because of it. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone with current addiction substance abuse problem. That's a red flag. Someone with relationship problems in the past because of cheating. All right. And I'm not going to say anyone who has ever cheated. I'm talking about the person whose last relationship ended because they were cheating or whose you know, within the last however many years that you think is reasonable, give you my personal thing. If you've been in a relationship and cheated within the last seven to 10 years, I'm going to be on alert. I'm going to call that a red flag. I probably don't want to deal with that. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to be suspicious of that. I understand my attachment uh, style. I understand that where I come from and I've worked on this for years. And if you don't understand this, just tuck it, tuck it away and we'll get back to it in another show. I have anxious attachment as my attachment style. I've worked very hard to get towards secure attachment, and I, you can make a lot of progress, and I have. But for a lot of people, and I, there, I read something recently in a book called Mother Hunger, that it was somewhere upwards around 50% of the population has maladaptive attachment uh, style, has a maladaptive, maladaptive attachment style. So I know with my maladaptive, anxious attachment propensity, even if I'm not fully embodying that style anymore, someone who has cheated in the past is not a good fit for me. They're going to trigger the sensitivities that I have inside of me around trust, abandonment, and fidelity. So that is a red flag. It's a bigger red flag for one who has anxious attachment. I think it's a red flag overall. So for me, that's a no. Physical abuse, a history of physical abuse, someone who's got that hot temper and takes it out physically, no, red flag. That should be obvious, but we got to spell it out because sometimes, you know, we, we really feel emotions and emotions can get us to paint, you know, whitewash that flag, paint that flag white, try to, try to do anything to justify staying where we do not belong for me, and I'm hoping for anyone listening to this show, racism is absolutely out. And I know that might sound like, well, obviously there is subtle and pervasive racism everywhere. And I have had more than one, maybe more than three relationships where in my lifetime, where over time I realized or was confronted with racist statements or things that are like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not racist at all, but I hate this kind of person for how they are this kind of way. And I would also extend that to uh, homophobic uh, hate, r- religious hate, any kind of racism, discrimination, othering, is not grounded in uh, the kind of nature that possesses the love that I need, that I want, that I want to share with, that I want to share my life with, and that I want to have bleed over and be associated with. Because what our partners do and are and how they behave in the world does reflect on us. And the further we get into a relationship, the more that happens. So no to intolerance and no to the hothead and no to the person who looks down on others or treats people as though they're lesser because he's you know more superior and somehow likes to show that off in the world by being a jerk to people in p- positions that can't do anything for him. It's interesting, I have a friend who has one of these, you know, great appearing relationships with a man who looks just like, you know, an icon, a pillar of society and all of this speaks such a big game on inclusion and had a service worker conversation in front of my friend and just talked down to the service worker, belittled them, treated them like they were stupid, treated them inappropriately That should be the biggest turnoff around and enough to make you decide that you would like to be associated with someone who has more confidence, more security, more kindness, more compassion, more decency, more everything. And that to me is a big waving, snapping in the air red flag. Some other red flags. And again, these are in no particular order because I just threw them all out. Another red flag is if you and this person are incessantly arguing and bickering, and there is just a friction between you, let's go ahead and call that a red flag so that you can go on and be with someone who you resonate with, who your experience is joyful and warm and seamless. You don't need to fight to find a relationship that is loving and warm and nurturing for you. Fighting should not be a part of it. And that's not to say that there are no disagreements and that there's not a way to fight that's wonderful for a relationship, but you're not there yet. This is early. These are the early dating stages. This is when the glow should glow, okay? If you see that other people walk on eggshells around the person you're dating, that's a red flag. You want to understand why would that be happening and what must make them do that. I think if you think about that for a minute, you'll understand that this person does something scary and intimidating to make everyone walk around on eggshells. Narcissists, which we could do a whole show on narcissists, have that thing where they come in and they love bomb. You're the most amazing. I can live without you. You've changed my life. I've never felt like this before. Oh my God, every time I see you, you're my forever. You're the game changer. You are, you are, you are, you are. And then people around them are like, (laughs) nervous, tentative, small on eggshells, pay attention. Measure what someone is telling you against reality. I know we love the fairy tale of, oh, it was love at first sight and he just looked at me and I have never seen anything like me and never felt this way before. It feels so good. There's no basis for it. Do not check your common sense at the door of your date. All right? (laughs) some quick ones. He's mean. He's dumb. And I don't mean like he's silly. I mean, I'm sorry. Some people aren't tracking, aren't putting reasonable and logical things together, and they might be gorgeous, but you need a partner, not a child, not someone to solve problems for, not someone to work for, think for, and caretake. You need an emotional, intellectual, mental, physical, equal, okay? If they are suffering from untreated mental illness, that's a red flag. If they are ugly to you, that is a red flag. And I know that seems obvious, but I hate to state it. I hate that this is true. Sometimes women pick a partner, and I'm sure men do too, on paper who has checks all the boxes, who's going to be great for their life and their future, who'd make a great dad, who'd do all this stuff, who they are not attracted to, who they feel almost repulsed by or even repulsed by physically, And but think that they should learn to love them and it would be a good decision. And if I sound like I understand this really well, I do. I'm going to leave that there. Someone who you feel <laughs> smells bad, that's huge. I don't know if I mentioned this on any other uh, dating episode, but I went out with Mr. Wright. Everybody was team this guy. And we had distance between us for the first date. And I didn't get right up into his physical space. And when he got cuddly and close with me, I realized that his chemistry and mine, our chemicals, Just were total opposites, and all I wanted to do was get away from this guy. He was handsome, he was educated, he was kind, he was a gentleman, he was fun, it was great. Not, no, that's a red flag. And I'm telling you, the problems today are only magnified over time. Another huge red flag is lying, being deceitful. And I'm not talking about white lies. I'm talking about the kind of lies that have a harm element to them or are compulsive, unnecessary and a whole bunch of them. So not that that, you know, you hear your guy get a call and he says, "Oh, I'm busy right now. I'm I'm unavailable or I'm in a meeting," and he's really with you at a date. You know, little things like that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the person who lies, and you know what lies are and you know what the harm in them is. And if you were receiving The lie that you're witnessing him tell someone else and it would bother you, that's a red flag. Lying is to communication what murder is to life. All right, it undermines everything, it destabilizes everything, it devalues everything. And this is a really important one. And if you find yourself being someone who isn't always honest, it's a great opportunity for you to make a commitment to honesty. I don't mean a commitment to telling people, yes, that dress makes you look fat and uh, no, I'm really available right now, but I don't want to talk to you. Uh, those are the little white lies that I'm not referring to. I'm talking about the communication gaffes that happen because you were not dishonest and or deceitful. Another red flag that I don't think is obvious is reciprocity. If you are being kind and speaking and sharing and opening up, and you know you're not supposed to do that until until you really feel like you're going to get in. So it's like a second date type thing. Or maybe later into the first date after you really feel like this guy has, you've opened him up and he's he's put himself out there and taken a step in the direction of vulnerability. Reciprocity. If you are the one who is putting out all of the energy, if you are the one who is making everything happen, if you are consistently the laboring or that is a red flag, and that will only magnify, expand, and deepen over time, and you will be unhappy. Remember, you deserve to be protected, provided for, cherished, adored, celebrated, and treated like you matter, and reciprocity is one of the ways that that happens. Another red flag is if you have moral values conflicts, If you guys see life in dramatically different ways and those ways impact how you live, save yourself the future drama and let this go. Let this go before you are too invested. Huge red flag, gaslighting. You both saw something, you both had an experience or an argument and he's telling you that what you saw you didn't see What he said, he didn't say. What you heard, you didn't hear. And you know, you know, wait a minute, I know this. I know I heard that. And it doesn't happen once, it happens repeatedly. Like gaslighting is a real thing, it's a real pattern, it's a narcissistic tendency. I don't even want to call it a tendency, it is a fact of being with a narcissist. But a person can gaslight and not be a narcissist. They can just be a jerk who wants to manipulate you and make you believe that your judgment isn't sound if you encounter that, that is a red flag. Trust yourself. A man who is critical of your character when things get difficult, or even if they're not difficult, and compliments, subtle lowering of your character, attacking your integrity. All of these things are red flags. A man who needs to diminish you to make himself feel better. You are not to be the bigger person here. You are not to take it and cater to his insecurity. You are to understand that this is harmful and detrimental to your self-esteem and well-being. And you must choose you. A man who is jealous. That's a red flag. And please don't do things to try to make him jealous either. I have run out of time today but I want to share one more red flag and in our next show we will dive straight into yellow flags and green flags and they far outnumber the red flags. My last red flag is they come first. A man who shows you That his needs are more important than your needs is a man who will continue throughout the length of your relationship to show you that his needs are more important than your needs. Now, his needs are important, but your needs matter too. And if his needs supersede yours, you can be pretty assured that you are not going to be happy in a long term relationship with someone like that. You want someone compassionate, generous kind, loving, caring, nurturing, protective, and providing. That is my list today of red flags. I would love for you to send me an email, Cynthia, CynthiaOcelli.com, adding what you think I've missed, adding red flags you've identified in your own experience. You can also DM me on Instagram at Cynthia Ocelli. I am going to wrap this show up because I am out of time, but I'll see you next time and we will dive in to the yellow flags, the green flags, and we'll move forward in this dating series. I have so enjoyed doing this series. I hope you'll take the time to go back and catch up on the prior five episodes and really invest in you. This content is good for you even if you're on the inside of a relationship. It gives you insight and space to nurture and invest in your own well-being, your own worth, to expand and embrace femininity in your life, and to identify whether your relationships and dating life are succeeding and what you want them to be or what needs improvement. And we will continue on with what needs improvement after we're done with dating and our yellow and red flags and green flags. I want you to remember that what you believe is what you create in the world. What you believe creates the the self-fulfilling prophecies of what you experience. So it is really important to use your self-awareness, to listen to the talk that's happening in your mind, to understand the limitations that you're accepting as true for you, and then to get curious about who put them there And are they really real? I want to tell you that nine times out of 10, they are not. And there is tremendous growth and power in you rewriting those limiting beliefs and recreating your life. Have a beautiful week.